The Dode Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and the longer this day goes on, the worse the hangover gets. Hats off to those who ventured north yesterday in those conditions to cheer on the team, unreal back and once again. And don't forget, you can join the conversation on our socials. We're at Dude Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, Captain Edwards, Ross County Review, Double Preview, Loan Report, Women's Team, Lottery, Foundation, Merch, Games or Goals, On This Day with the Arab Archive, and Freddie van der Hoorn is our special guest. It's all coming up on episode 123 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, I'm Kevin Gallagher, and you're listening to the Dodd Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dode Fox Podcast with the award-winning Paul McNichol and the hungover and broken Ronnie Costello. Um, I'm not really sure where to start with this, but... Uh, Let's make a quick apology for uh, last week when I thought I mentioned it. I meant to mention it at the start, saying that we were recording it slightly different because um, we've we've got we've got well, it looks an affy fancy system uh, that, that lives in my wee booth here in the house. Uh, but if I'm ever on holiday or Potter, uh, we kind of do the show normally then we were needing a backup way of recording it and more than likely we an eye on February when I'm possibly going to be away on a Sunday so we needed someone else so we were trialling our backup now obviously it works it just sounds like I was maybe a bit underwater or on the bog or whatever but it worked and it was fine and that is kind of we might need to use that once in a while that's what it was but when I looked back at my notes I clearly ignored that line to even mention it so uh, apologies uh, that's why didn't sound as sharp the reason for no sounding as sharp the day is uh, sponsored by Guinness and a lack of sleep so there we go so I was at a wedding yesterday which was a Covid wedding no that Abdi had Covid but the it was third time lucky it was meant to be April last year um, it's the same wedding that the stag do that meant I was late for a podcast recording because we got stuck in Amsterdam. I remember that. So there you go. That's uh, that's the uh, that's the that's the link to them. So that was fine. That was all good. Uh, and I was just telling Paul before we come on, there was no Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi had been knocked out because obviously there's wee storm that kicked about on Friday. So there was no Wi-Fi. You couldn't use chip and pin, but there was no Wi-Fi. It meant you couldn't watch the match. So uh, I have not seen anything because we're recording this early uh, to get out of the way because uh, the longer the day goes on, I think I'm just going to feel worse. So I have not seen anything. So anything you will hear is very much Paul's view and I can only read <laughs> what's been on social media and on the various websites. So um, first and foremost, we, we have to start with the Scouse Barisi as the new club captain. Decent choice. What eh? a good looking decent boss. Choice. What a good looking man. Well, we're blessed at the <laughs> the general defensive area for, for boys with decent looks. <laughs> uh, it was it was a little bit of a surprise in the sense that like nobody would have seen this coming. There was probably like further outside nobody was saying what why is Mark Reynolds still club captain? It, it's one of the things I suppose it doesn't really enter people's thoughts, but the club have took the decision. Uh and and it's onwards for there. I suppose it's 
it's probably a good decision. Although it puts to bed one rumour that we never reported on a rumour mill that United were offering Benji the captaincy so that he would stay. Oh. I've heard that rumour a few times in his, in his contract negotiations. So that's obviously horseshit. Uh, or a dude fox it's, fact. It's, it's quite possibly the latter. Uh, but it's, it's decent though, isn't it? It's, I mean, who else would you have? Yeah, I don't think you need to give... People have said, oh, I would have gave it to Mulgrew if we're going to be changing captain. I don't know. He probably... He earns the respect just by working in the room for the rest of the time. That's just for his good looks and fixing his hair. Yeah, of course. And and joking aside, because of what he's achieved in the game and the level he's played at. But uh, Big Edwards, he's been absolutely outstanding for us. Almost uh, for the get-go. Maybe he took a a couple of months when he was injured and just settling in, finding his feet. But as soon as he did, he's been brand new for us. Mm -hmm. So no complaints. Yeah, and I I think the thing is, and again, it's no disrespect to Mark Reynolds, who's clearly, when we spoke to him, he's an absolute gentleman as well and clearly is a leader and has respect. But... If your captain's not on the pitch, and listen, that's just because players have come in and like, they've took the place, you've maybe been injured, you've been out of form. You know, it's a, it's a big thing because I've seen clubs, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, these are blister plasters I'm holding, and I don't know why, by the way. Um, haven't we had a club captain and a team captain before? Like, yeah. I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who they were, mm-hmm. but there was definitely... A club captain at one point. I'm thinking it might be somebody with a long-term injury or somebody's probably going to correct on this. But I'm sure we've had that before. Now, but this is maybe the club just going, well, you know, this is not a rumour, by the way, but Matt Reynolds' contract's up at the end of the season. I would, I mean, I think we can all think he's probably not going to be there next year. And they're looking for a James Bond. They are looking for a James Bond. I mean, Bond. I'm just saying, we, we put it out there ages ago, <laughs> the ginger James Bond, when he shows up in a tux to speak to us to our dicks so I mean I, I might be putting two and two together here I'm coming up with 17 I'm not sure mm. but he is a contract they're looking for a bond I think it's happening yeah and it's one of them like you say he's been there right now he's never present you know he is the Scouse Baresis he's known um, he, and he's he's well liked by everyone he's he's a fan's favourite now as well and like you say he had a bit of a, a tough start of course he did you know he come up Hibs game the Celtic game wasn't great for him, but he bounced back, and especially for the turn of the year, he's been he's been brilliant. And he, now he's got someone in next to him that it just seems to work. It just seems to work. So, mm-hmm. uh, but absolutely brilliant as well. Uh, it was interesting. He said, you know, he spoke to Matt Reynolds, spoke to uh, Callum Butcher about it because there was about four captains at one point. You know, there was a lot of vice. But do you remember at one point in the game, and it was this season, not one of them was on the park. Because yeah. either injured or out, well, Connolly went out on loan, Butcher was still injured, I think Reynolds was injured as well, and Benji was out. Mm. Not, not one of your four, four were there. So, it'll be interesting to see, they've obviously no mentioned who the vice-captain will be, I would imagine Benji's probably going to stick around there as well, and and whatever, and, uh, but yeah, um, absolutely delighted for the man, really, really delighted. Every time he speaks, he he seems to love the place as well, and, and kind of that's the main thing, and... Um, Ryan Edwards as the, the the kind of new club captain as we go because he just signed that new deal as well so he's obviously sticking around unless we get I think it's three million pounds we're looking for minimum just to get that, to the table that, that, that opens negotiations <laughs> so yeah Mark uh, Mark no uh, Ryan Edwards is the, is the new club captain his first port of call then was to lead the team up the A9 uh, to face Ross County now before we even get to the game how was your journey? 
My journey wasn't too bad. Uh, I set off quite early on Saturday morning and we headed up to Muir of Ord for a spot, a spot of lunch. Went to a bakery up there. So I was scrying some cakes pretty much. Old man had some soup. People were eating sandwiches. It was all good. It was a good time, Rondo. Mm. It was a good time. Uh, no Wi-Fi up there either, I, I don't think. Uh, similar to where you were. But uh, the journey itself, it wasn't too bad because there was, obviously that storm on Friday night was just kicking the arse out a lot of places. Like the the Charlie Bar in Dundee just lost its riff. I mean, what a nightmare. What an absolute nightmare for the boy that runs that, who's a good Arab as well. Uh, but the, the journey wasn't too bad at all. There was a few bits on the road where you were just saying a tad, a wee bit, a wee bit more caution. But in general, no, it was fine. Bumped in uh, Ross Stark outside the ground and he said that the team actually travelled up to Inverness on the Friday and it was a bit hairy on the bus. Mm. Uh, Travelling up there with the high winds and whatever, but they obviously made it. So uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't as bad as a lot of people had feared. Uh, so we did make it safely. Aye, nice one, right? Take us through the game. Well, pretty much, I thought I was going to, uh, I thought I was going to get in touch with somebody to see if we can get the game cancelled because there was Nay Haggis, Ty, and Nick Paz in the in the stall, which was an absolute abomination. That's half the reason that I went up the road to the game. Risked life and limb to get there as well, no less. So there was none of them, and the pairs were the pairs were fairly shite, pretty much as well. Mm. And then the team came out, and we saw that Hotty was in the team, which was fair enough. I kind of I made mention that I was looking forward to seeing him get a spot in the team because I've liked what I've seen of him. And Louis started the match as well, so it was. Uh, it was something that I was I was looking forward to seeing how it was going to play out because obviously it's far from our first choice midfield. We were missing John Doan and Dylan Levitt and they two, along with Paul and Harks this season, have served us very well. They play some really nice football when they're on their game uh, and obviously you're going to be missing half of that. So it was interesting to see how it was going to pan out. And the, I mean, in hindsight now, as I sit here speaking to you, it didn't really pan out very well, I didn't think. It was a midfield that didn't really create much. It was, although Louis ploughed a lone furrow up front and he, he, he'd done quite well, you know, he put his a boot, he made a nuisance, so he's selling. He contributed, he obviously scored, but uh, it, we weren't creating hellish much in the game at all. And it was, uh, uh, it was uh, ultimately, it was quite disappointing yesterday, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Any uh, talks to the goal, Mohamed? Was it Stramash material? It, it was a wee bit of a Stramash. There was a, there was a bar played in uh, Niskanen. I think he's trying to drill it across. It's got blocked. He's then it's came back to him. And there was a lot of bodies in the box, uh, almost as many as were in the stand. And the buzz then got its way back to Louis, who's out-muscled the boy, turned, and he just hit the early doors, and it sort of just went under the keeper or just past the keeper's foot. Uh, great finish, great striker's finish. And uh, that was the start of absolute bedlam and that stand behind the goal like that was class that was a really really good celebration uh, Peter Paul though I've got a bone to pick we had me through a snow bar that just missed me by about two feet oh, that's uh, okay. what, what, what he thinks he was doing <laughs> I mean I, I'm guessing I, I'm quite tall I stand out a bit I'm talking that he aimed it at me oh. uh, but uh, so Abdi was going berserk and he's marking snow bars and throwing them at the, at the fans tremendous mm. tremendous banner considering you were chatting up his mother a few weeks ago Coincidence? Liaising. I Liaising. think not. Liaising with her. Not really chatting. Well, who knows? Um, disappointing game? 
you know what it was it was yeah I didn't, we didn't play anything like what we can uh, the midfield it didn't, it didn't click it didn't click for me I felt like first half but I suppose at the end of the game when you're thinking back and you're obviously going to feel good when you lose a goal I mean essentially the last kick of the match just about uh, so you're going to and it did feel like a defeat walking out that ground even though you've got a point but it just felt really disappointing and heading up the road there was a lot of I heard a lot of county fans speaking amongst themselves giving it oh United I can't believe they're where they are in the league they were stinking I mean we, we weren't great yesterday we really weren't great uh, and when you take the lead and then you you're a man to the good in the last 15 minutes you should be seeing it like there's no doubt about it but the one thing that I'll say is I couldn't grudge Ross County the point. Like they, they mm. definitely deserved a point in that game. And I can, we've said it before, you didn't always get what you deserve. But uh, when you look at how many saves that Benji had to make in that game in comparison to their keeper, I can only, I can only remember their keeper maybe making one or two saves. Benji's made a lot of good saves and big, uh, big Edwards at the back, he's headed enough the line as well. It's, uh, we, I, I think we were below par yesterday I think that's fair to say but we were missing John Doe we were missing Levitt uh, we were quite reliant on the defence and you can't you can't keep trying to win games 1-0 it it's going to bite you in the arse I mean the goal was scrappy I, at the time I wasn't even sure uh, how it went and it just it was obviously a free kick that was whipped in it was a decent bar I suppose but we didn't cut it out people went for it Benji stayed on his line and it went right to the back and I think it was the big boy Devlin at the uh, the back post he got a toe on it and we went in the, the riff of the net it was you know we, we were we were holding out fairly fairly comfortably until then but like it's a it's, it's a fine line you know you, you cannot keep being overly reliant on that back line and, and Benji as well something else, something's got to give so it was it was a kick in the plums it did feel like a defeat I mean it's a point maybe in the fullness of time that would be a no bad point when you look back but it's a game you've got to be seeing out, Rondo. You've got to. Especially that late as well. Um, is there a frustration that for the second time this season, we've no capitalised on being up against 10? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if if, if something's changing. And then again, if there's an instruction coming on to the park, try and just see it out, rather than maybe going for the, the throat to, to kill it off. I mean, even in injury time, we had a corner. And we made an absolute arsehole. Like, just keep the ball in the corner. It's, it's that simple. Just play it short mm. and then get fouled, win another corner, win a throw or, or something. Just just run the clock down. But we just didn't do it. We we ended up tucking a short corner, trying to play it off the defender, kicking it out. They've went up the park. And the one the one wee grievance that I'll say is in the lead up to their equaliser, uh, there's a definite handball. A definite handball. I can't remember if it's Haughty or Harks or I'm, I can't remember who it was, but somebody's trying to play it up and it struck the boy in the hand and it's landed at his feet and he's, he's gained control of it. Now, again, similar to the one a few weeks back at Hearts, I'm not saying the guy meant it, but Christ almighty, he's got an advantage for it hitting his hand and landing right at his feet. That's then led to like a, a free kick because Hottie's wiped the boy out and then they've got another free kick because Big Louis then slid into somebody and... I mean, it's just, it was unfortunate, but I, I, can't, I honestly couldn't sit here and say it wasn't coming. It did feel like it was coming. Credit to them, because they kept going. 
they they probably looked the more likely to score in the game regardless of the fact that they were doing the 10 men but definitely a missed opportunity absolutely a missed opportunity especially with uh, you're in front we have had a number of 1-0 uh, victories, but like you say, you can't rely on one and one nothing. You just can't. No, uh, you, no, you can't. You can't run up. You can't. And and we were like in, in some of the games, like when we were winning one nil earlier in the season, we we weren't. Uh, I wouldn't say that we were relying too much on the defence. We were actually playing some no bad football, you know. But yesterday, we, I don't think we played very much football at all. Like it was just. It just wasn't happening yesterday at all for for whatever reason, and it might just be because two boys. That are uh, they're probably f- the first picks in your team on their fat, Dylan Levitt and uh, Jean Del Fuchs. So probably, like, you tap them in the engine room, Haughty might be a decent player, but there's a different dynamic. Like, Harks wasn't nearly at the level that he's been at the last few weeks either. And that's possibly because he's playing alongside somebody different. They're maybe not on the same page. Uh, but it, it just, it's, it's one of them. You've, you, you've took the point, you've just got to move on. Uh, try and put it in the back in the back of your mind. It's done. You can't deny about it now. Hopefully, we can get boys back fit. One thing that, that I do need to say uh, about the fans that showed up at the game yesterday. I'm not sure how many United fans travelled up, but for the first minute right up to the end of that game, they were absolutely fantastic. They never shut up the hell game, and I was I was in the ground and there was quite a few spaces actually when the game was just about to start, and you seen the buses filing into the car park at the side, and you were thinking. Okay, there's obviously still quite a lot of boys that are to get here. Uh, and sure enough, they are came and they were just along for me. And a lot of boys would be like, oh, it's going to be a nightmare sitting next to these guys all day. But I was loving it. And they were just the whole game. Some of the songs that were singing were tremendous. Some of them were maybe a wee bit controversial, but they did all make me smile. And uh, the backing that they gave them, and it, it couldn't have fault any of them. Like, yeah. It's such, such a good away trip going up there because you can, boys are going to be absolutely pissed by the time they hit the turnstile. And as long as they could walk straight and look sober for three yards getting through that turnstile, you're in for a good afternoon. And you were just pissed you couldn't have got a haggis neat and dirty pair. Oh, I was raging. <laughs> could not believe that. Um, Disgrace. With the changes in the team, I'm assuming it meant a change of formation. It looked like a 4-5-1 to me. That's what it looked like to me, yeah. But I'm the formation expert and does when it comes to this. Does that then mean that Ian Hartz has then been asked to play that role that he's no, he's he's no as good in as he is going for the forward. I mean, we're playing double sixes. Is that what we're doing? Him and Hottie. I don't care anything about double sixes after all nines or but, like but was he playing deeper than maybe he, he's been allowed to before? Because the only time when we managed to get the Wi-Fi had finally flicked back on, it was too late. The game was finished. But you know, live score was shown up. We we're playing a four-four-two. Well, Hartz and Hottie in the, the middle. Nah. And, no, nah, well, that that was it. Like, I was Leo was Leo's fascinated with this live score thing, and he looks at the screen. Like, obviously, see if you watch a game on the TV and they put the lineups on the TV and they put the the graphic on the way that they think they're going to line up. How many times is that actually? Right? <laughs> and you didn't really appreciate that until you see it's your own team and they've got Scott McMahon right wing or something. And you're like, wait a minute here. So Leo's fascinated with this and he kept saying to me, "We're four four two. I was like, "Leo, we are in a four four two today, buddy. We are not." Like Paulet was his usual on the right, uh, and Niskanen was on the left. But they, they, we never got these boys into the game at all. Like, and, I, and I'm no sitting here faulting the players' effort. They give you, they give you everything that they've been giving you so far this season. But we just didn't get in the game. We just 
didn't affect the game in a positive way of too much. Uh, it was, I mean, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, but we're no, I don't think we're utilised in this kind of, to, to his strengths just now because he's got great pace and what he can cross the bar. I don't think he got doing the wing once with the bar. Like he, he was just, he was just more of a workhorse yesterday than give him the bar and get him attack boys on or, or whatever. I don't think you're going to get the best of that guy when he does that. And then it resulted in him obviously having to come off. But again, that might be because we've no got somebody like a Dylan Levitt being able to just be cool and calm in the middle of the pitch and, and put his foot on the bar and pick the passes, find the boys. So I, I, I think he's a big miss. I think he's a big miss. That isn't a, to what I saw yesterday, that's no Flo, Flo Hottie's game. It's more Declan Glass's game than it is Flo Hottie. Uh, and, and again, I'm, I, I don't know, I'm not saying Hottie was was poor he wasn't a poor but he's a different sort of player to what we were missing yesterday unfortunately so maybe he'll get there in time I mean it's all new I think that was maybe his first 90 minutes at that level uh, and he did do alright but we're definitely missing boys like Levitt and Fuchs mm-hmm. um, What I hear a big chance near the end? He, he had the ban he was running through so at, at one point it looked like we were about three on one the halfway line and they obviously caught up a wee bit and he could have played it to Louis and he, I think he could have played it maybe to Nicky Clark on the other side and he done he done neither he just took a shot he saw and he hit the target but it was it was fairly comfortable for the keeper so uh, it, it was it was a good chance eh? like yeah. we should have done better there score there the game's done mm. uh, the yeah. game's done that might even have been against 10 men at that point so uh, you score there and the, the tie's over but mm. hey ho what is that <laughs> Again, is is it just a frustration for you know being down to ten men and we've we've no stretch the game or try to push it or get real width in about it or or, or what have you? Because that's obviously twice now it happened against Livy as well. Yeah, uh, definitely. There's there's a number of factors that are frustrating. Like we didn't play as we could. That's frustrating. We kind of allowed Ross County to be the better team and they weren't great. So that's frustrating. And regardless of all that, you're still a goal up. You're still a man up. You're into the 93rd minute and you're still a goal up at that point. So to, to throw it all away, and then that might be harsh saying to throw it all away, but that's the way it felt. Uh, I mean, that that would have been such a big win. Every every win in this league is a big win, right? Regardless of who you're playing, there's no easy games for a team like us. It's just, it's just the way it is. Uh, so it's definitely a case of, in my opinion anyway it's, it definitely feels like two points dropped rather than a point gained oh. uh, and I would imagine that most people uh, even in the club even the people that are taking a wage for the club would be of that opinion you, you, to lose a goal solely and to to no play as well as you could mm. no even close to as well as we could is disappointing yeah, oh, without doubt like it's, it's two points thrown away again um, still Two defeats in the last 11 league games for United, which yeah. is still pretty good going, isn't it? Uh, of course. Like, I mean, I might be overly negative today, but there's there's definitely positive spins you could put on it. Uh, but yeah, just... I'm, I'm not analysing the whole season. This My feelings today aren't because we're sitting fourth in the league and we've maybe overachieved in a lot of people's eyes. That's no why I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed because of that one game where we've we've just about got the job done by not playing all that well, and we've we've made an arse right at the end. That that's what's 
frustrating me the day. No, no, the fact that we're we're sitting pretty and and you've got your passport on your desk again. And I see that, and that's that's cause for optimism. So it's it's one of these games, you know. We've just got to just got to get in the back of your mind, move on, and uh, get going again. Are we actually going to get through a match? We know speaking about a referee. Oh, um, probably not. I was, I mean, well, basically, was yeah. that a red card? Did the boy deserve? Because I didn't care what you done. What happened? I th- at the time I thought it was, but again, when I was walking back to the car, you heard that a lot of the county fans were they, they, they didn't care what it was for. But like, I've not I've not seen it back on the TV. But at the time, the boy's on a booking, and he goes up leading with his arm on Flo Hoy. Now whether or not he's got him in the head, the face, the back, I, I don't can. But he's he's went up leading with his arm. Now you get people that say, "Well, that's the way you jump." Can you've got to jump with your arms up, and I get that. But if he's made contact, we we haughty, then that's just just the way it is. You, you can't do that. It's a booking. So it was it was a second booking. It was now straight red. Uh, so for that point of view, I, th- I thought it was a fully merited booking, and, and obviously you've got to go if it's the second in. But uh, my gripe is the handball. That led to their their winning goal. It's a definite handball. There's no doubt about it. It's it should be an easy decision to make for the ref. He wasn't a far fit. The linesman should have seen it, but linesmen or assistant referees or whatever you want to call them, they they didn't seem to they, they only seem to just put the flag up for offsides and when the bar's out for a throw, they, they didn't seem to get overly involved. And again, they're a mic top and can maybe they are and the, the refs just overruling them, but it was a clear handball, and uh, it's just not been spotted. It's not been picked up, and it's it's disappointing that that has then led about thirty seconds later to a goal for them. But as what it is, none you could do about it now. Yeah, uh, man of the match, probably Benji or or Louis. Louis Louis done all right. Like uh, Louis put a shift in, a thankless task up front, and he he scored his goal. He took it well. Uh, he, he didn't have much support going forward unfortunately uh, Benji made a number of good saves to keep us in it so uh, one of the two mm. one of the two uh, did you actually get another pie in the ground or did you I did yeah I got a steak pie and I got a staggy venison pie uh, the steak pie was alright passable uh, the venison pie was utterly garbage it was burnt on the bottom of it. it was just I should have took it back and threw it at the woman that sells it. So, so it, was it was just basically like the Arbroath pie is what you're telling us. No, the Arbroath pie was a 10 out of 10, Rondo, <laughs> as you you very well know. All right. So basically the lesson is we need to be killing the games off and no defending the lead when we're playing against 10 men. Got to. Got to. So it's as simple as that. It's as simple and as difficult as that. <laughs> we certainly, when we speak about it, it sound difficult. Um, right, not including the games that are getting played today or kicked off a day or later or whenever. Right now, uh, the league table, Rangers are top with 30 points. Uh, Hearts second, 27. Celtic third, 26. Uh, United in fourth, 25. Motherwell uh, played the same amount of games as us. They're on 21. Uh, Hibs are in six with 18. Uh, with a couple of games in hand due to licking door handles like they're going out of fashion. Uh, St Myrna 7th, 16, Aberdeen 8th with 15, St Johnston 9th with 14, uh, Livingston 10 with 13, Dundee the same, 11th with 13, and Ross County's point yesterday uh, gets them onto 10 points, which swings us round. Uh, and a seamless link, Dundee obviously getting that three-point gap on Ross County due to their win 
over Tuesday's opponent, Motherwell. Um, obviously, we didn't like to speak about the wee team a lot, but that looks like a bit of a pumping for Motherwell on paper. Yeah, and listening listening to the radio coming back, I think it was a bit of a pumping, not just on paper, but actually on the pitch as well. Mm. Uh, so it, it was a result I didn't see coming. Uh, I didn't think Dundee would be betting anybody so comfortably as what I was told and listening to on the radio. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. Again, it, it's one of the things that could happen. It could happen on any given Saturday in this league, can't it? Uh, so who knows what sort of motherwell we're going to face. I mean, we we can beat them. There's no doubt about it. We can beat them. But uh, when they were at Tannadice just a few short weeks ago, it seems like, uh, like it was a good game. You know, they gave as good as is what we were able to give them for majority of the game. Uh, so it should be it should be a cracker of a match. But unfortunately, Rondo, it's the first game I'm going to miss this season. I'm not going to be able to see it. And Nightmare. why is that? I'll be at a gig in Glasgow. Poor. Nightmare. Uh, here, you don't have to tell me it's poor. Uh, I'm gutted about that. I'll be about 12 miles away from the ground and I'll know have a clue what's going on. Why not just go to the game? I can't. I've got a ticket. That doesn't matter. You could do both. I can't do both. I think you could do both. The game will finish half nine. You'll only miss a few songs. No, I missed the, I missed the support act. Who are you going to see? Uh, it's not Hanson. Okay. It's no Hanson tribute band. It's nothing like that. Is it Tyler? It's Happy Mondays. It's the, <laughs> no, it's no, it's the Happy Mondays and James at the Hydro. Okay. You've changed. So, uh, here I can some some would say no for the bear a lot of people would say no for the bear um, <laughs> it's hard to say what kind of Motherwell team are, we're, we're going to find because they beat Hearts last week too as well so yeah. it's and like you say um, it could be a cracker uh, I quite like the fact that it's uh, Adi Arab's home game 12 mile face who's yeah. been on no, he was up in Dingwall yesterday yeah. he was he was up in Dingwall I've seen him in Baby Shed uh, uh, <laughs> uh, so that is a home game for the guys yeah. incredible stuff so they'll enjoy that one it's obviously on the telly box that's why it's mm. uh, Tuesday because it was meant to be Wednesday so you you believe in Sky now it's, uh, well it's, it's not my fault <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that right now I can't wait to get a Scandus League review for the overpriced Hydro <laughs> Uh, the thirteen pound hot dog, and, chili and, and cheese on it, and no, it. no, just in ticket prices. That'd be like ahan prices, but uh, I can. Uh, I know. Um, we've also got a bit of a double preview because the next thing's actually after because we play Celtic obviously on uh, on Sunday, uh, a week today at twelve o'clock. And again, you're not really sure what Celtic team turns up. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Um, Very true. I, I think they play Aberdeen this weekend, do they? I think they play Aberdeen today. Pretty sure they do. You'd think we would ken these things, but I'm pretty sure they do. I'm just checking just now. Uh, yes, they play they play Aberdeen today. So, mm. um, and then during the week, uh, let's have a quick look at the fixtures. Um, we're the only game on Tuesday. Wednesday, Aberdeen play Livingston. Dundee home at St. Johnson. Hibs play Rangers. St. Mirren play Ross County. And Selick are playing on Thursday against Hearts. Good. Hopefully they're knackered and injured and suspended okay. and all of them. All of the above. Yes, you know. We'll take that. We'll take that. <laughs> oh. There shouldn't be any fear, though. There shouldn't be any fear. We'll be backed by a large home support. I would think, obviously, they'll. I would imagine they'll fill their end. Uh, but we've went to Parkhead this this season, and, and we 
we more than held our own. You know, we could have won that in the end. And I'm of the opinion we probably should have won that game in the end. Uh, so, nothing to be fair to I know that they probably missed a couple of players and we did on the day ride our luck a little bit when they hit the post and the bar a few times. I kind of think they had the boy Kyogo on against us, did they? I think he was injured or missing or not sure what the story was with him. So, but he, he's a difference maker for them, definitely. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I've no, not been to a United Celtic game for quite some time. So I'm looking forward to it. Bring it on. But obviously, before that, we, we hit try and get some points back for, for Lanarkshire. So that, that's the most important game just now. I would imagine, I would imagine there'll not be much training going on this week. It'll just be rest and recovery and, and preparation for, for the games. I think they're off the day. Uh, they'll be in Monday playing Tuesday probably half or a dead light session on Wednesday there's not going to be much to it and hopefully the fact that we've got two extra days to prepare over Celtic ah, wouldn't it be I mean I'm not wishing injury on boys Rondo but if people are tired people maybe get a ladder in their tights or kind of hang nail or something wouldn't it be mad about that wouldn't it be mad about that if that was to inflict Parkhead would not be disappointed if that was the case <laughs> no no, so Motherwell Tuesday night away, uh, seven forty-five kickoff, and then Sunday Tanadice. I'm pretty sure it's a twelve noon kickoff. On so again mm-hmm. on the TV uh, for both games this week. So let's hopefully get back to some ways of picking up three points and seeing games out if we need to and going to and winning and killing games off. That's what we want. Right, that's the uh, game for yesterday looked at in the next couple of games. Uh, let's hand over to everyone's favourite part of the episode, to the loan report. The loan report kind of abbreviated today because I was knackered. Uh, I wasn't hungry like Rondo, so not really got an excuse. Just kind of lazy. So we've got Mark Conley and Ross Graham at Dunfermline. It was the Scottish Cup on Friday evening and Dunfermline were away at Partick. Connolly started and finished the match. Big Ross was an unused sub. The Fifers got bit 1-0. Out. Reese Caves at Airdrionians. Airdrie continued their Scottish Cup journey with a visit to Stenhouse Muir. Reese, however, was not in the matchday squad. Flynn Duffy at Peterhead. It was a Scottish Cup debut for Flynn yesterday and he continued his development by getting another excellent 90 minutes under his belt as the Blue Toon progressed to the fourth round by seeing off civil service strollers 3-0. There was a flashpoint in the 28th minute of the match, however, when Flynn was the victim of a ridiculous tackle from behind that he was lucky not to suffer serious injury from, which resulted in a straight red card for the strollers player. Nathan Cooney at Elgin City. No game at the weekend for Nathan and his Elgin mates, but they did have a midweek fixture this past week. They drew one all at home to Edinburgh City, and Nathan was once again an unused sub. Lennon Walker and Finn Robson at Spartans. There was no game for the Spartans this weekend, so Lennon Walker and Finn Robson were probably online playing FIFA. Adam Hutchison at University of Stirling. Adam and his Stirling uni buddies were in the first round of the East of Scotland Qualifying Cup at the weekend, and it was a successful day for the big lad as he played the whole match and his team won 1-0 away to Broxburn Athletic. Rory Adams at Lothian Thistle Hutchie Vale. With 39 league places between the teams and at both teams' home ground, the odds were very much stacked in Edinburgh City's favour in Saturday's third-round Scottish Cup tie. The weather had settled enough not to have a significant impact on the game. 
City had done their homework and halfway through the first half tried a long-range lob, which Rury dealt with easily. Shortly after, City took the lead following a cross from the right, which was converted from very close range, high into the net. City kept applying the pressure and just before half-time got a second with a blistering shot from the middle of the box to the bottom left corner, which Rury got a hand to, but couldn't keep it out. Nailock. Hutchie came out in the second half and had a good go at City, but despite plenty of chances, weren't able to convert anything until the 82nd minute. Hutchie kept the pressure on and missed a gilt-edged chance right at the end when a low shot come cross went across the six-yard box just out of reach of two attackers and City were able to see the game out. An unhappy first taste of Scottish Cup for Rury as his team were unfortunate not to make it into the draw with the big boys. Sean Brown at Cumbernauld Colts. They game this past weekend for Sean and his Cumbernauld Colts, so he was probably playing FIFA with Lennon and Finn for the Spartans. The women's team. The ladies headed for Stirling last week and it was another comfortable win for them. Stirling are a big physical team, but that held no fears for the ladies. By half-time, they were already 2-0 to the good due to goals from Jade McLaren and Rebecca Foote scoring her first for the team. Into the second half, and it was a case of normal service resuming, as the ladies added another three to their half-time tally. Jade McLaren was to go on to complete her hat-trick, and Robin Smith also notched. The only blemish on the day was allowing Stirling to get a consolation goal in the 80th minute, but once again, it's a good three points for the team. This week, they've Nagam. Over to you, Rondo. Oh, there we go. The uh, all-conquering women's team. Eh? That's, that's, is that what we're saying now? Have you, have you I've, wrote... I've, I've said it. I've said it. Bookies playing out yet? Yeah. I don't even care if you're a little bit on that, yeah? The McNichol bookmaker sure. is paying out right now, so contact well, him. They, they are. Shaggers have the champs. For Dosh. Dundee United Sports Foundation's purpose is to provide an additional financial support to Dundee United Football Club as well as ensuring that their members' views are made known to the club. You can join up with hundreds of fellow Arabs by going to dusf.scot forward slash pledge and you can be united and join the foundation. Now then, the uh, lottery, of course, we got, we've been getting really excited about the lottery uh, and everything that it stands for and all the money that goes up. Well, I can tell you, the United Futures lottery jackpot has not been won again and it'll be £1,250 for the next draw on Friday. You can get the details at unitedlottery.co.uk and remember, all the proceeds go to support our academy. And uh, I keep looking every week because they day 100 quid cash and 25 quid cash and uh, I always like to hear we look just in case Paul hasn't won himself some mere money. But alas... He has not. So to the game that most people now call either a complete waste of time or shite housing at its finest, this is Games of Goals on the Dode Fox podcast. It's five points up for grabs. You just have to match the five players to the amount of games they played. All the goals are scored. For everyone you get correct, you get a point. The only resource allowed is the Arab Archive. And the scores, as of last week, has got Paul five points ahead. Smug. Smug, look at you. Smug. Um, uh, no great, mate, I'll be honest. I don't feel great. Okay. I, need some, I need some... I need iron brew. I'll tell you what I did. Um, I did order a... Uh, I was looking for a McDonald's breakfast this morning, but I couldn't again. So what I did order <laughs> was a um, 
a breakfast for Kingsway Farm. They got delivered and it was awfully good. There you go. Nice one. Must did that set you back? I've no idea. No idea. No idea. That was awfully good. Well worth that. I care with your sort of wealth. <laughs> and uh, if they would like to throw out a sponsorship to us, they'll uh, contact us at Door Fox Podcast on our social media. Imagine they sponsor, but I would accept a carvery a week. <laughs> I don't even need financial incentive to mention that. Like, just gives the carvery a week. Well, the breakfast was half a good, so I have to tell you that. <laughs> I've been two litre iron brew and I kick up the air, so that's what I'm needing. <laughs> hey, we're good. Ready. Ready. Right, okay. First name Connor Townsend. I was watching him on Friday night. No threes, windy by the way. He was on Sky Sports playing for us. That's what you're saying now. You backtracked every question. <laughs> Second name, yeah. Scott Severin. Watching him on Friday night, and I by any chance. Threes, windy. Uh, Scott yeah. Severin, good player. Injured. Good player. Good player. Yeah, injured yep. all the time. Third name, Mario Blatty. Blatty. Mario. Oh, oh. Loves brapping boys is in the bus. <laughs> right. Fourth name? Yep. Mark De Vries. Mm. You look at me like you've never heard of Mark De Vries. Uh-huh. What was that face oh, about? Fine. Fine. Fifth name? Yep. Frank van der Strijk. Oh, I didn't even want to count these numbers now. Van, <laughs> Van der Streek. Yep. Okay. Numbers. <sighs> One. Yes. Two. Uh huh. Three. Mm hmm. Nineteen. Okay. And, tw- and twenty. Var decision, shite housery. <laughs> right, well. Oh, You'll remember all these players, Orondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in fairness, Frank van der Stroik, he played in the game where Cami Bell saved 200 penalties because he gave any of them away, I'm pretty sure. He wasn't very good. No, no, he was not. He wasn't great. He wasn't even a. Does he not? Does he not have an Iron Brew Cup winners medal to his name though? Of course he does. Well, it might have. In his opinion, that might have made <laughs> the, the trip to Dundee for a year worthwhile. Who knows? Mario Balai was another one that was just unfortunate with injuries. Just, uh, just never clicked for him. Mind his goal. I remember. I remember. I remember lots about Mario Belay. I don't know kind of if you were fishing for a clue there. <laughs> Maybe. I remember lots about Mario Belay. Oh, boy, this is... But yes, the, the initial goal, yeah, against Motherwell. Yeah. My goodness. My good. What a strike. Thought we'd signed Ronaldo. I mean, we're no full of goal scorers on this this week, are we? Uh, absolutely not and two of them are strikers uh, absolutely not right okay so what you got for us then Rondo right Mario Bellati scored two goals okay because he scored the world uh, and I think he scored a penalty against Dundee 
I think that's just two we'll goals. Right. Mm-hmm. Just seeing what Lukey's getting us. I think I'm right there. Um, Mark De Vries. I remember scoring a couple of goals, but he definitely never scored 19. I'll give him three. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's give Van der Stoik a goal. Will I? Uh, let's give him a goal because I've no idea. And Scott Seven got injured. Connor Townsend there half a season. So let's say I guess. Uh, Townsend 19 7 20. So I'm going Townsend 19 7 20. Mario 2, De Vries 3, Van der Stroik 1. Okay. The numbers are okay. Mario Bellati played 18 games. Scored two goals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's one for you. Yes. Mark De Vries also played 18 games. Scored three goals. Nice. Connor Townsend played 19 games. Never scored any goals. Okay. Frank van der Stroik yep. played 20 games. Never scored any goals. Ah, shite. And Severin, and I'm not going to give you it because it's no on my list. He did play 20 games, but he scored one goal. So technically I was right. Three. Okay, so we're... we're Keeps it close. Keeps it interesting. Keeps me, more importantly, ahead. Yes, that's very, very true. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. Dude Fox Fox Podcast even. Merchandise is available. DoorFoxPodcast.com. Lots of hoodies going out and been ordered in the past uh, week or so. Uh, If you are on a hoodie, um, then get them in pretty quickly because they're in uh, a little bit high demand from the suppliers. And uh, we might only have them to be the 12th of December if you're wanting them before Christmas. Uh, That's no me got the begging bowl out, but it's just just what we're being told. So uh, we do appreciate your support. Thank you very much, as always. If you have bought any merch now or are planning on to, do so before the 12th. Um, hoodies are broth they're awfully cosy they're nice and warm they twin very well with a beanie as well I have to say um, the doorfoxpodcast.com uh, once again a massive massive thank you to everyone who's bought tickets for the live show uh, the live episode will be on the 9th of January at the Little Theatre uh, completely sold out uh, FND can I go the change of mind or whatever else I'm sure if you put it on Twitter or whatever Somebody will want to buy it because we have been lucky enough people have asked if there is any spares and whatever. Uh, you can't do that. And I believe on Eventbrite, uh, you can transfer the tickets to people as well. So it's, it's all pretty cool. It's all fine. And we look forward to seeing you on the 9th of January. Uh, as always, our sporadic newsletter does come out from time to time. Uh, if you go to any of our social media, where we're at Doorfox Podcast, you click on the link in our bio. Uh, one of the options is to sign up to the newsletter. You can sign up there. You'll get added to the next one. And you might just get a wee inbox message from us with some stuff in it some useless information and trying to tout some gear. And by that, I mean clothing and merchandise and stuff. Nothing else. Okay? So on this day, still to come, uh, before that, uh, it's a special guest who, anytime we mentioned cult heroes and stuff, his name always, always came up. And uh, we finally managed to get a chat with him a couple of weeks ago. So for this week's episode, uh, we are off to Holland. 
So our guest this week made 205 appearances for United over five seasons. Delighted to say we're joined this week by Freddie van der Hoorn. Evening, Freddie. How are you? I'm fine. Good evening, sir. Yes, listen, it's uh, brilliant you've given up some time to, to talk to us uh, about your time at United. Like I say, 205 appearances over the five seasons. But before we even get to that, take us right the way back to when you first started kicking a ball and uh, what your earliest memories of football were. Well, we're getting old, so that's a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> I started when I was five. I started when I was five years in the Netherlands, in, in my hometown, at the amateur side. And when I was uh, seventeen years, I've been picked up by FC Dumbos. That's uh, a team like, uh, let's say, uh, St. Johnson, up and down all the time. Uh, at my time, when I was at uh, United, actually, yeah, because then they were second or first uh, Premier League. So FC Dumbos is a similar kind of club. With the same crowd as Millwall Football Club, they are very associated with each other. So it's hard. The supporters are tough. Uh, I started there, and after uh, in '89, I started at uh, '85, and then '89. Uh, well, Jim McLean bought me. He, <laughs> he went over to the Netherlands. And he saw me twice, and uh, we negotiate uh, things. He explained that he was a hard man, but I think well, it'll be easy. But he was a hard man. <laughs> uh, so and then he said we're going to buy you but we have a good squad because in 87 they were in the in the finals from uh, against Göteborg so two years after that they bought me because uh, David Neri was a nice man and Paul Haggerty he both real gentlemen and uh, superb football players they uh, yeah, they're getting older during those days and uh, he wanted to refresh the centre uh, at the back together with Kivoka Pitch and myself I started two matches and after two matches he dropped me because I was a little bit big-headed, as he said, and I must be fitter and stronger and blah, blah, blah. And, mm -hmm. two days, and two games after that, I never went out of the team apart from the last three months because then I was fed up. Yeah. And then I went to Belgium and then I went back to the boss and I finished at 39 years, almost at 39 years in the in the Eredivisie in the Netherlands. So I I enjoyed my time. Mm, yeah, that's incredible. Listen, we'll cover a lot of that uh, tonight. Uh, I must say, yeah. taking you back, I mean, yeah. giving your age away, born in right. 1963, but you must have really enjoyed watching yes. Holland playing in the 70s, especially the 1974 World yeah, Cup. of course. Being a young boy, what, 11 years old watching that. Team. Must have been yeah, incredible. And, and I still remember it. Well, it, I think, in my opinion, it's one of the, greatest well there's always good sides and greatest sides and blah 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 but I think they were far better than Germany anyway they lost the final which is uh, common sense in Holland we always lose in finals but the way they played football that was uh, yeah, that was totally brand new eh? because they beat Brazil they were stronger than Germany and yeah it was a very good side and, and those those people are still connected with football Halingham Cruyff uh, to meet those kind of persons that was brilliant uh, to came along and uh, that were legends yeah? they are big big players so it was a brilliant brilliant sight and then in 88 that was good for people like myself eh? because then uh, foreign clubs they come into the country as well because in 88 they become European champions and for a small country same as, as Scotland it's not um, uh, normal to become champions as a national side but we, we, we like to play uh, football they become champions and then in 89 uh, 
a lot of people go to, to Scotland as well. I used to like allows myself, etc. So then you get an uh, attraction from 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 clubs abroad because they think everybody is brilliant in Holland, which isn't. But the national side are well, normally very good sides here. Yeah, who would especially? Yeah, who would have been your hero sort of around about that time? Who would you have been like? You know, they are amazing. Well, when I when when I was a player, I liked, which was an Austrian boy, I liked Bruno Petzai. He was an Australian international. Mm-hmm. He was a sweeper as well. He had a good presence. I like Baresi from Milan. Those kind mm-hmm. of players, I, I like them. Most of them, yeah. They play, can play a bit football, can defend whenever they want. And that that's the, play, the teams are... Ruud Kroll from 74, who, plays, who becomes sweeper after... Um, during his days at Ajax. So normally it was the centre half, yes, I liked. Yeah, yeah. And did you always, were you always a, a defender? Is that how you started yeah. playing? Yeah. yeah, always always central defender. I was not the biggest, not, well, not for the Scottish team. Scottish game, uh, brilliant in the air, but I was okay, but not brilliant in the air. I had a decent speed and I liked to play from the back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I like to sometimes a tackle, so I was always centre defender. Yeah, and yeah. and that I mean, you were you were run, you played as a sweeper, didn't you, Den Bosch? That's where you yeah. you kind of made your name. Yeah, well, which is a position well, that's I mean, now no longer really played. No, 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 that, that that's that's gone. It's now four at the back, mm. and we play four at the back as well. But but the other one is mainly the, the market, and the other one is the spare man. Mm. That's that's the way we played in the Netherlands. And coming across, then you pick him up. But not not that many. The other one have to kill the other one, and the other one is spare. So I like to be spare. <laughs> Quite right. Um, what was it like starting your career at Den Bosch? Because uh, you were only seventeen when you made your debut. Yeah, very good, very good side. I was lucky enough to uh, to have uh, Rinus Israel as a coach, and Israel he won with fine note against Celtic, uh, the European uh, Cup winners. In I don't remember the the, the date, but they they winning that year. He was, Seven, a yeah, he was a central defender as well. And, uh, well, he said to me, if I'm behaving properly and looking after myself, etc., I can become 20 years of football if I'm got, not got injured. So I listened to him. He's a big, big name in Holland, a legend, actually. And uh, I picked it up and uh, I was lucky enough to come in the team. And then, well, I never got out. I became captain and we were always... Fifth, sixth in position in the league, so we have a very good side. And then in '88 and '89, a lot of uh, the young boys, because there was no Bosman arrest during those days. Eh? Now it's Bosman arrest, so if you are end of contract, you are free. Eh? You can go wherever you want. That was not during those days. Eh? So in '88, Gilhuis went to PSV, another one went to Feyenoord Rotterdam, and I go in '89 when I was my contract was up, yeah, and they thought I would resign and I could go to Groningen or to FC Utrecht that are teams like uh, Aberdeen and United in, in, in Holland. But we couldn't get a deal done with the clubs and my agent said, uh, well, Jim McLean, is, well, he didn't say mention Jim McLean, but the Scottish team were coming over, blah, 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 and they're going to watch you in the pre-season because I trained during those days and maybe I would resign with FC Rambos and then I sp- we played Lutzen and Swiss team and we played a Greece team Saloniki or something I can't remember exactly and after that match McLean called me can you go, come to the hotel blah 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 we discussed matters and uh, my agent did the rest and then 
that weekend we travelled to to Dundee. Yeah. What was your first impression of Jim McLean? Well, and it was uh, um, how, how can you say it was a completely different world at that time. Eh? There were no mobile phones. There were not uh, uh, computers. Mm. Uh, I knew that in Scotland uh, it was a little bit more raining and etc. Theo Snellis was the first one who, who went over uh, the year before. So we called him and there was the same agent. He said, uh, well, he's a tough man, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. I was a tough man in Holland, so there was no problem. In my, I thought. And then <laughs> I, we, we sat down. He was honest. He said, I'm a hard man to work with, etc., etc." Uh, but I knew, as I said, uh, uh, they played the final against Göteborg. I saw them playing against Borussia Mönchengladbach. I liked that sweeper as well, Bruns, the, the one with the white hair at the back. I liked him as well. He was, uh, I was idolized by him as well. Good, good player. They beat Gladbach, blah, blah, blah. And, he's, and he was honest as well. He said, okay, we want to buy you. And these are the wages, these are the bonuses, and this is the signing off fee. And you have to fight for places and uh, it will be hard. And uh, come, a lot of young boys coming through the ranks, eh? Alec Clayton, Duncan Ferguson, uh, uh, so we have to match with them as well. And then I said, okay, no problem. If I say, yeah, then I will play. And well, I played every every match with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was okay for me. He liked, he liked me as a, as, as a player, I guess. He liked me as a person. Uh, his wife, Doris, was kind as well. But he was, he was yeah, uh, his man management could be a little bit better, in my opinion, now. Uh, if In hindsight, he was... We, we beat St. Johnson uh, in the semi-final and he went mental after the match. I think, well, okay, maybe that's normal, but that's the way he was. And on the Monday it was finished and uh, we, we get on with, with the job. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm assuming you obviously did pretty well in the two games that he, he came to yeah. watch you. Um, when yeah. he's when he's speaking to you and he's, he's kind of, you've mentioned there about, you know, Dave Neary and Paul Hegarty and, you know, they're, right. they're but to us, they're massive names. But did you just go in yeah. as a young boy thinking, I'm here to play. You know, I'm out for yeah, your position. Why, yeah. After, uh, now, thinking now, then you think, what did you do? But uh, there was an opportunity to go to France. As I said, Utrecht and Groningen, they coming in as well, but it was always about money, this and that. And they bought me for 220,000 uh, pounds. Uh, oh, and we did it at the Euro. It was a, a gilder, a Dutch gilder. So it was a lot of money for FC Den Bosch. And, uh, and we had a deal with the boss that something was for me as well. And I get a, a decent signing off. So the money was okay. The wages were not special, but if I was playing, then it was okay. Then it was okay as well. Uh, yeah, we picked our, we picked up our stuff and uh, with the, with the, with my daughter. And we had five years, brilliant time at uh, Brody Ferry, to be honest. You seem to love living in Brody Ferry, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. As I said, my wife, she loved Brody Ferry. Actually, in February, coming over again. We lived in, in Brody Ferry. My B1, we brought up there. So she, she, it's a second uh, home in Scotland, and she has a Dundonian accent. <laughs> uh, a good study there. Uh, and as a young, young family, you are uh, uh, living close to each other. You, you grew up together, etc. We're still together. Uh, my daughter is, is living 200 meters uh, in, in the same area now. Uh, I'm granddad now, two, two little ones. Uh, Anya is still the same. And so, yeah, we enjoyed our time, really. Yeah. Yeah, it was different different than Holland. Uh, because 
we didn't go on the bike and it was very hilly, sometimes rain. But it was football, playing football, focus on football, family life. The wee one growing up, school, very nice school, Barnell Primary School and girls brigade and swimming and yeah, she did everything. So it was good. Yeah, no, that's that's great to hear. That's great to hear. Yeah. Um, you you made your home debut in Paul Sturrock's testimonial, who Paul yeah. Sturrock's obviously yeah. a massive name for us. But you yeah. started in defence alongside Hegarty, Neri, and Malpass. Yeah, it's not a bad yeah. back four that. No, it was it was okay, and was it against the Spanish side? Eh? Yeah, Sociedad. Sociedad. Yeah. Sociedad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was it was nice, and we beat them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We beat them, and uh, yeah, what was my first impression of Tamaris was nice. It was a good crowd, and it's nice uh, wee ground. Uh, we had a decent match. We beat them. They were in the same hotel as, as where I staying in the first three months in the, at the river uh, Hilton Hotel. Oh, the Earl Grey, yeah, yeah. The Earl Grey, yes. Yeah. Uh, so Hengedy, no, they Bowman picked me up. I remember. And we travelled to the to to, to Tanadays, beat them, and yeah, that was my first impression. Yeah, yeah, that's, mm. a, that's brilliant as well. Uh, there was obviously, like yeah. you mentioned, there was quite a few Dutch players starting to appear in Scottish football because everything started to open up. Um, do you remember your first goal? Yeah, uh, against Celtic, no? No, it was against Dunfermline in a two-one win at yeah. Tanadays. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I it was from what thirty yards, forty yards. I don't know. Uh, 60 I think 60 we'll go 60 it's it's further out every year (laughs) I don't remember that one I remember it scored against Celtic Mm -hmm. because that was to be honest I I, I like that club Uh, but I didn't score that many but we had a good side we had a good side we had a good side yeah Mm -hmm. Did, did you feel like going from Dutch football to Scottish football, did you feel at any time in the first season it was like a transition, or did you just? Pace, yeah, yeah. The pace was unbelievable, and all the uh, the high balls was crazy. So that was that was the main thing I didn't like. Uh, sometimes the wind as well. Sometimes I was struggling with the wind. Uh, well, you get used to, but in the beginning it was a little bit uh, awkward. But we tried to play football as United, and Tanadays was always well great stuff to be honest. Because if Rangers or Celtic coming, we were always we give them a real game and we beat them sometimes, etc. But the high balls I didn't like because always fighting for balls, and then Brian Walsh was better, or Krivokovic was not special as well, but good in the air. So I like the day going up, and I I look for the scrambles. <laughs> You'll just mop one of, it up. One of your, one of the, one of the guys up at Aberdeen. Uh, he was quite a tall guy. The, the Dutch lad was it Willem van der Van der Ark. Yeah, yes. but he he struggled to get a game, and and afterwards he he didn't play that long because he went to Holland as well, and now he's doing something in at houses. I I I, I uh, okay. nice he lad. was quite he was quite a tall guy though. I remember that yeah. about him, yeah. as opposed yeah. to his teammate Hans Hillhouse, who was yeah. quite a small but guy. Hans, but even Hans was better. Was good in the air, eh? He Hans, he was, he was a good, good player. Jumper. He was a really good, good player. He's still a did friend of mine. He was here last week. He was here. Oh, nice. So, did did you did you strike up a relationship with these guys when you moved here, or did you know these Dutch oh, no, players Holland before you small moved? Country, Holland is a small country, same as as, as in uh, in Scotland, and it's very uh, well. Everybody knows each other. Let's say 
Mm-hmm. I played Huistra in the Netherlands. I played Van der Ark in the in the Netherlands. Gilles and me are still friends. We were when we when we go over, we were friends and we're still friends. Uh, so that's why we know knew each other. Yeah. yeah, we played each other and then yeah, and you have a, a party or this or that, and then you see each other. <coughs> yeah. How did you enjoy playing against your your pals then? No problem. No I, problem at all. No, no. If I was playing, I, I tried to win because. That was Definitely. my character. I think that was my character. Give everything mm-hmm. and not enough or not good enough. Okay, fair enough, but try to beat them and I will, no matter what it takes. <laughs> quite right. That's the yeah. only, only way to win. Um, what, one game we've discussed yeah. quite a lot, and we'd love to get your opinion on it, the 1991 Scottish Cup final. Terrible. Nightmare. Nightmare. Unbelievable. If you play that match 10 times, you beat them nine times. In the AA, now, but again, you're 58 years. If you look back to that team, how many have passed away? And and so there must be something written in the stars eh? because all the United players are still here. Yeah. And, and, and that team from them, terrible, O'Donnell, Cooper, uh, etc. Uh, I forgot people, but you know what I mean. So that's yeah. very sad. So then to, to lose a final, compare with what, what they have taken, okay, I will take that. But at that day, and 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 pff, unbelievable that we beat that they beat us because we beat them in the in the in the league easily, and we were very favourite and we were uh, confident and we didn't uh, bottle it or something. That's yeah. what you always say. But we didn't yeah. do that. Uh, myself, I hit the post inside and he went out on the byline. So yeah. it, it 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 just wasn't our day. Our yeah. is. <laughs> No, I think I, I would agree with that. And I think, and myself and Ronnie have said it numerous occasions, uh, that we think that, that it was a foul on the keeper. Alan May was oh, foul for, sure. the, for, for the sure. fourth. For the fourth, I've yeah. Been, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been uh, uh, booked for that as well after the match. Eh? Uh, me and McInally, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I throwed I throwed my boot to the David Sign. Yes. Because it, might, it was 100% foul and I got four-game four suspension the year yeah. after. There was, there was four red cards oh, four. after that game. Can you yeah, remember four who that? Yeah, Clarkey, myself, yep. McAnally, mm-hmm. yep. and the fourth, I don't, and McLean. No. Nope. I, I don't know. I don't Darren know. Jackson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Darren, Darren Jackson. I don't know, I don't know what he done. I know that John Clark told us that he he kind of threw his medal at the ref. Yeah, and we've everybody got, and we've got was, you giving him a boot. Maybe somebody else gave him a, a top or something. Yeah, but it was really it was really a foul. Really, if you look back, oh, it was definitely, a foul. De- definitely a yeah. foul. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I, I'll yeah. say until the, I'm in a grave, that was definitely a foul. Yeah, we were it was shafted. A foul, really. Yeah. Really, it, really, it was the same with the. Um, it was the same with the John Clark because we asked John Clark about the incident with him and Ali Maxwell, and he says, yeah. "You know, for a for a if a man's got yeah. a ruptured spleen, yeah. you cannot hold a Scottish Cup aloft if you have got a ruptured <laughs> <Yeah>. spleen." But, <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. And that, in the first 20, 25 minutes, was nothing. Nothing would happen because we played them and we were always on the ball and we had the chances. And it was an offside goal from the Hamish French as well, by the way in the mm-hmm. first 10 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was offside. I, I have to look back, but I doubt it as well. So it was not our day. So please, another, no. other, uh, other, other 
Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> seeing seeing a game like that, do, do you remember what Jim McLean would have been like? I mean, d- d- would it, he have paid any no, attention to being against his brother or anything? No, because that there was his father died eh, in that week. Yes. Or yeah, mother. in the week leading up to it. Yeah. So it was a strange. But I still don't understand. Again, in hindsight, we slept at St Andrews and we mm. travelled from St Andrews to Glasgow on the day. So we Madness. eat at uh, uh, crazy. We eat I don't know where, uh, halfway around. I don't know. I can't remember. We eat something and then we drove back uh, further up, and then we played the match. In hindsight, because well, they were international players, Malpas, etc., etc. I was not used to playing finals. They were used to playing finals, so I think well, they maybe uh, I don't know why. And now because uh, you know I became director as well and played an awful lot of matches after my United period in Belgium, Europe as well, and etc. But it was always in the in on around the stadium. And mm-hmm. we, we, we drove for two hours in the bus. I, I still can't, because McLean was very professional, etc. And everything has to be okay. But that was now, I guess, yeah, now, crazy, a strange crazy. decision. Yeah. yeah. We slept at St. Andrew's Hotel all the way up to Glasgow. Yeah, that is a strange. That's the first time we've heard that. Actually, I don't think anyone else has yeah. mentioned that. But that's yeah. a real strange decision for it as well. But um, at that time, I'm assuming that is the most uh, up to that point was the most disappointing day of your United career, certainly yeah. so far. Yeah. Because yeah. everything that happened, it wasn't just we got beat four nil. It was offsides, you know, fouls that weren't fouls, fouls that were everything fouls that weren't given. So frustrating. Everything was in. Everything was in, and. Uh, well, it got beat with FC in the balls two years before in the semi-final, but it was completely different because I was 100% certain that's us. We will win and blah, blah, blah. Oh. And no, there was no nervous or, or nothing. Uh, again, in, uh, because I saw it back, uh, I told McLeish, Alec McLeish was uh, uh, the co-commentator. And at halftime, he said as well, United, blah, 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 and you got beat. That's the way it is, that football. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, as how bad it is for the team for the club for the supporters because that was terrible all the supporters in the stand and then they they were 100% certain we're going to beat them and we will beat again terrible. also because of when we equalised in the, in the match as well because we equalised yeah. right at the end with Dan Jackson yeah. and yeah. like I had obviously that was your first experience being at, at Hamden with United and mine a lot, and mine uh, and yours but a lot of fans had been there and seen it all before. But that day, you just felt it's our day. And then yeah, when you go in, yeah. when you equalise, the momentum yeah. turns with the team normally. And then to still lose it, oh, I, I could have cried that day. Yeah. yeah, I cried, believe me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, right, let's move on for that game. Um, yes. That summer, though, um, your countryman Guido van der Kamp joined from Den Bosch. Had you played with yeah. him before? Yeah, well, he was sub. In, in the Netherlands and he he played uh, and he got loaned out uh, he was talented but he had a very good goal, goalkeeper uh, at those days and McLean was after a, a goalie and he well, I mentioned him and McLean bought him from NEC for a small fee and, and he came over which was good for my wife because the two uh, well he's been divorced now but the, his wife and my wife are still friends so that's that uh, was good for my wife as well eh, to get visit etc etc mm-hmm. 
Yeah, great goalie, great goalie, big fan of. But yeah. we had then two very good goalies because I think Billy Thompson had left and then yeah. he'd come in, him and Alan Main. I mean, two really good goalkeepers. Yeah. For you as a defender, that obviously gives you a bit of confidence as well. Yeah, Billy Thompson was a good goalie in my opinion. I liked him mm-hmm. behind us. Uh, I only had, had him for a year, but well, he was good. Did you ever see him not wearing his goalkeeping trousers? Because he loved no, no, those I, trousers. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I loved him as a person as well, yeah. and, and, and as a and as a goalie as well. To be honest, I yeah. think from those three, maybe he's the best. I don't know, but he was a good goalie. Yeah, he was a good goalie. He we was. were spoiled. Was, yes, yeah. that's a good word for it. Um, how was a Jim McLean pre-season? That was unbelievable. That was crazy because, oh yeah, I can I can tell you as well. So the first two matches I I, I played the Sturgis match and then the first two games in the season I played, and then the two after that. So number three and four, he, I put me in the reserves. I really don't know why. Then he came to me in the second week. He said, uh, you must be fitter because else is not good enough and blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. And then he took me to Hamburger Hill with the mm-hmm. assistant coach and running, running, running for a week. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I couldn't I couldn't reach the top because I stopped halfway. I said, there's no football, there's running and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he went crazy. Uh, I only running, running, running. And then after too much, I started again and I never he never took me out. He played me always. Mm. So that was good. And then at, at close season, the last match was, uh, the f- look back for sure, the last match in my first season in the competition was the firm in a way. And in the bus, he come to me, uh, tomorrow your ticket is at, uh, I don't know, at 10 o'clock, you're flying, blah, 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 holiday. Be sure you'll be fitter than this season because it will be hard. And then I was very fit. And the second season, in my opinion, was my best season. Yeah, it, it kind of doesn't surprise me. That's been the way he's been with some of the stories we've heard. See, that yeah. with the amount of running and everything, though, did, looking back now, and maybe you realised at the time, did it help you, though? Did it help the team yeah. feeling fitter and that a team's yeah. not going to outrun us type thing? For sure, for sure. I have players now who played uh, in, in uh, Turkey, in Australia, in England, in Holland, in Belgium, and the only thing I said, because we, we, we tried to uh, to uh, help them to reach their own individual uh, height, let's say, and, and one is going to Celtic and one is going to the Infirmland, whatever, but be fit, fitter fits, because that's what he teach me, try to be as fit as possible. And now you see it as well nowadays, everybody is fit, everybody is physical, very strong, mm-hmm. and he was, uh, and we were that uh, during those days. Yeah, without a doubt. What, do you remember what you were thinking when the news broke that he was he was stepping down as he was resigning as manager in '93? As 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 a as a foreigner, uh, you are six weeks on holiday in the Netherlands. Uh, during the days, there was no communication like it now. Eh? No looking to the papers or this or that. So the one, well, I think after the final, he was fed up with everything. In my opinion, his father died. His brother winning the fine, the 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 cup, and then that year after he wasn't that sharp. I think he might well sometimes, but he was not that many times on in in the was mainly on his telephone in the box. So it was okay, and I think that's the time everybody has as his as his time. So it was his time in my opinion, yeah. And then he mm-hmm. went to chairman, which is 
not easy with his character was to be a chairman uh, on the outside. Eh? Yeah. Did Were you glad that you played sort of in the middle of the park? So when he did come out of that box down the stairs, oh, you were on the right back or the right midfielder? No, but, <laughs> but uh, 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 let's say Dave Neary yeah, was a very great great player and a nice gentleman as well. That's That's more important, in my opinion, Hegarty. They were taking it in and taking it out, you know what I mean? So I think there's no big influence from a coach mm-hmm. to be a madman beside the line because what what they, can you do? They were perhaps used to it by that time though, Freddie, yeah, because they but, had played under you, him for years. Exactly, but you must uh, you must have a, a, quite a strong character to, to, uh, to cope with it. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you have you have confidence in your own capabilities and in the team's capabilities to 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 play football, which he introduced before the match, but during a match is hard. The only thing he can do, he can sub you and switch something in the team, but you cannot say go faster, run harder, do this or that, or you must be this or that. It's it's no it's no computer match. Yeah? It's it's football. Mm. Eh? It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a games man. Eh? You make mistakes, uh, which is hard to take because. As a director, I was more tired after the match than playing myself because you are. Uh, uh, it's up to the boys, and you want to help, but you cannot help. Mm. In my opinion, it's it's it's. Oh yeah, from Broncos is now to Rangers, he will be quiet on the byline, do this or that, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's always interesting. I mean, there's some great images of him just being on that touchline. You think with yeah. some of the stories yeah, I've heard. I felt. Mean, um, yeah, yeah. His, his, his last game obviously it's kind of hyped up it's going to be Jim McLean's final game and we obviously got beat 4-1 the only reason main reason to bring up is Theo Snelders was playing for Aberdeen and Theo Tenkat was was yeah. playing as well um, to yeah. your sort of countryman but uh, a disappointing end to a I season played well. yeah you played yeah okay yeah yeah, but it wasn't oh, that memorable so we could move no, on it's too much um, what was it like when Ivan Golak came in was okay. Patrice came was a good player. Uh, I liked him, but during the, that year, I was fed up with to play uh, uh, again there because there were two once or twice was an opportunity to move on, but McLean didn't want to sell. Blah blah blah. It was hard to deal with. And then in the second year, it was interested as well. And then uh, I don't want to sell, sell you, else you play reserve football there to my agent and and we well it was going in and out and then. Uh, he said, but I give you a new contract for another four years and this. And well, but you knew everybody has four years and four years options. <laughs> yeah. so he said, no, it has to be four. I said, okay, four years. So I had one, uh, second, two years of my uh, three years done. Another four years for, okay, reasonable money. And uh, we signed that. And then after five years, I said to go like as well, I want to move on. I have to go back to Holland. Uh, no, nowhere else. Only Holland or Belgium, which is, well, obviously, that's nearly the same. I'm living here 20 minutes from Belgium. If a club is coming in, uh, will you sell me? And I told it, and I said that to Jim McLean in January, and he went crazy. He went absolutely mad. And they don't go to sell. No, okay, they're not. But I'm not one to play anymore because I'm fed up. And then I didn't play from January on. Mm. And then I played just reserve football on the Haggerty, which was very nice. Easily, and then I said to my wife, just four months to go, and then uh, it's finished. And I have one year left, one year left, but we put, we put our house for sale 
in in March, so everybody knew well he's, he's definitely going away. Mm-hmm. And then he had one year's contract, but then I said that's me. Yeah. And then he sold me in the in the summer because Jan Keulemans, uh, a legend in Belgium, he bought me because he saw me playing in the, uh, uh, on on video etc. And they bought me, and I had a brilliant time in Belgium, which was only five quarters drive from from my hometown. Yeah. Yeah, just just touching on that last season because obviously it's a big season for the club. But you know how diff- how yeah, I, mean, I know you're going to say yeah. here, but how different was an Ivan Golak preseason to a Jim McLean preseason? Yeah, Ivan was more more or less which we had used in in the Netherlands, and 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 you you could see all the players were uh, uh, were uh, uh, more comfortable. Let's say uh, everybody had a lot of confidence because of him. Uh, but you cannot say which is good or bad because a year after the, the cup final they got yeah. relegated so uh, I want to give the credits to McLean uh, Golak was okay they had a very good uh, success with the cup eh? mm-hmm. to be honest very good Craig Brewster is scoring his goal I had contact with him afterwards as well when he was in Greece etc because it's a small world mm-hmm. which was great for the cl- great for the supporters actually and, 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 and for McLean as well to be a chairman and to become a uh, Finally, the cup, which was good for the team. At that Finally. Day, yeah, at that day, I was traveling back to Holland with the family in the car. We bought a car in, in, uh, in, uh, in, through London, so we can import to the Netherlands. That's been a long time. And the dog mm-hmm. at the back, because I was not allowed the dog to take back first, straight away, but in the back and then by boat. And I was happy that they beat uh, Rangers in the final, of course. Yeah. Good for the lads. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. part of that. Because as I said, from February on, I didn't play anything. Yeah, because you played in the fourth round, didn't you? You played against Motherwell. You played in that game, but I take it you'd said... And then I said said that that was me. And I wasn't focused, I wasn't special, or not special, but I I didn't produce as I could because I was, with my mind, I was always, I was already uh, uh, back home. Okay. Yeah. No, listen, it's totally fair enough. One team we haven't mentioned yet... But um, how was your Dundee Derby experience? Yeah, the first one was terrible at dance because they beat us. Yeah, right. Yeah. Keith Wright hat trick. Haggerty was beside me, I think. Paul mm. Haggerty played at that match, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. They beat us. Uh, and, and we beat them at home, eh? I think. Oh, no, I made one mistake as well in a home match at 10 days. Because Alan was shouting away, so I went away, but I should have kicked the ball away. I remember, so then I went to Jim McLean. He said, when I say the snow is black, he's black. I said, no, but he's white, because I didn't understand what he was mentioned. If I'm telling you the snow is black, he's black. I said, no, he's white. And he went crazy. And it was a draw or something like that, because Alan said, away, away. So I went away. And Alan didn't came because I had to kick the ball away. It was the first time I was a misunderstanding in... in, in, in well, in we can... We can blame the keeper. No, no, no. It was my mistake, as I said at the start, but I didn't know what he was mentioned. But that's, that's again, football. Um, was your record pretty good in the Dundee, or did you enjoy the Dundee derbies? Did you enjoy the atmosphere? And It was not special for me. I, I like to play Celtic Rangers. When, mm. when there was a lot of, when the crowd was big, that was... Yeah. Main thing important away to Aberdeen was nice matches always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dundee wasn't special for me to be honest. I, I like to beat them, of course, and 
I didn't play them each season because they were uh, in the second division as well during my time. Mm-hmm. So, but they beat us the first one at at Dens. They beat us. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. And a mistake. Doesn't happen too oh, often, so we can we can let that go. <laughs> Fine. Um, you obviously uh, you leave United, you move to to Belgium, then you you ended up back at yeah. Den Bosch, didn't you? Yeah, I I, uh, I kept myself fit there. I, McLean Teach learned me that, so I went to Belgium. I played there for two and a half years. All the matches, I became captain during the days. We beat, uh, no, we played uh, in Europe. So the first season we finished fourth. The second season we finished fourth as well. I, I think, or look back, fourth or fifth, very good as well. Semi final for the cup against Bruges. Again, the referee uh, uh, stole us, really, really, really. Uh, it was a stonewall penalty and he didn't give it, but that's football again. And then after two and a half years, because in Holland uh, there was a television uh, uh, deal. We got some money. Then Bosch was struggling. We come back to them. One and a half year later, we promoted. And then we were up and down uh, twice. And I finished uh, the highest league. Uh, uh, so three, two times in the champion in the second division. And uh, finished when I was almost 39 in the eighth division. Played all the matches again. Yeah. See, that was, that was all that running up Hamburger Hill. That's what that was. Yeah, yeah. No, to be honest, I was really fit because... Mm. Maybe I looked up to Dave Neri. He was very old as well when, when he finished. Uh, uh, so I looked to him. You, if you become with, uh, without any injury, of course, you need a little bit of luck. But if you look after yourself, etc., you can do that. So I played uh, all matches uh, in the Eredivisie. And it was a very good year I had, actually, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. And yeah. looking back at your career, you know, you, you had a couple of spells, I think, as caretaker manager and stuff. And did you not enjoy the coaching yeah. side? Was it not for you? Um, I, I uh, When I finished, uh, first we went a couple of weeks on holiday. Uh, mobile phones were on, but not on the boat. We had a cruise. Uh, there's Atlanta, uh, a lot of times they were calling, you must become director, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want that because I... I was mentioned to go to another club as a manager, technical, but not as a director. And not as in Holland, it was different. That manager is not on the grass, but in the in the in the in the office. Uh, I was happy with that, but then they offered me for five years, so I did that, and I became a 50 years director. And during those years, I became caretaker manager. You know what I mean? I sometimes I sacked somebody. I was just like Jim McLean. I sacked people, and then. Uh, well, then I took the responsibility to do it for a couple of days, weeks. And, uh, yeah, that, that's what we did, yeah. Yeah, and um, now you're running your, your own sports management company. And after 50 years, uh, we have a similar uh, good crowd, but the boss is not really a football. Uh, uh, well, there's a lot of teams here in the area. Uh, uh, PSV is nearby, NIC is nearby, Willem II is nearby, they're just all... 15 minutes drive. The Bos is the capital city of the area. Very nice city, to be honest. Um, and hockey is a world cha- world champion. Basket is very high. But football is, the crowds are not special. So after 50 years, they were fed up with me. I was fed up with them. We split each other. What shall I do? Uh, three, four teams coming in, become head scouting or technical manager or this or that. I said, no, no, no. 
And then with the, uh, well, the big uh, uh, companies like, uh, for example, Jumbo, which is the same as Tesco in, 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 uh, in the UK. Uh, uh, Van der Valk, that's an hotel uh, uh, company. A lot of in the Netherlands, you will for sure see them with a toucan. Uh, they come in, they become shareholders. Uh, underneath, you have a business club from mental coaching, uh, dietitian, car supply, boot supply, clothes supply, uh, sports uh, uh, power. We have all uh, uh, lawyers, etc., for the company and for the players. We have 32 players players in uh, in our agency. And I'm doing watching football and just give them uh, my experience during my 90 years of football. And one of that experience is fit, fitter, fit. Try to be fitter than the opponent. Opponent, uh, Give it all because it's it's going like that. Very short time. Uh, 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 know that, uh, that you are uh, in a different uh, uh, that everybody looks to you because you have a, yeah, it's the best life you can have. You can become a lawyer, you can be a dentist or a bus driver, whatever, but you must be happy. And if you're happy, then give it all. That's what we, that's what I'm telling them and looking into the matches and yeah, just give my experience. That's what I do. Yeah. And the thing is, the thing is as well, it's so obviously different given the time, you know, you played to now, but like, one thing we always mention here is obviously when, when the players like Andy McLaren, obviously Brian Welsh, they come through the system United, like they were painting dressing rooms, washing boots, all that kind of stuff. Like that doesn't happen yeah. now, but is that just a British thing or did? Yeah, that's just a British thing in Holland. There's no chance to do that in Holland because then you have the association, etc. And that's been, that's, 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 that's a culture eh, of football mm. in, in, in England and in Scotland and Holland. It's completely different. Mm. Uh, there's no running or whatsoever. Just play football. Uh, well, as they said, pass and move. But again, a Dutch player can adapt everywhere in the world and not all uh, 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 other countries can adapt uh, all over the world. You know what I mean? A lot of us, uh, Scottish people, they go to Vancouver, I remember, because we went to Vancouver with United as well. So a lot of Scottish people are there and Australia are Scottish people. But not many are in the Netherlands to play football. You know what I, what I mean? And, and Dutch players are all over the world, so they can adapt everywhere. Uh, but when you are a young player in Holland, you you just are one one member of, of, of the squad and just do your thing. And if you play well, you 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 if you produce, you are in the team. So that's where we're going wrong in Scotland. Then instead of having our young footballers practice actually playing football. We've got them painting walls and scrubbing boots. Yeah, Duncan. That is, Duncan that's where we're I, going I, wrong. I, I, I saw Duncan a couple of years ago when I visited Everton. Was he's a great lad? He was a great lad. His dad as well, actually. Uh, and he did. He was. He was. He was. Yeah, good player first and foremost, and he has a, a good character. He was a, a good man, and he, he did. Well, McLean said to him, "Do this or do that, or cleaning the gym or cleaning." Yeah, that was. You know, he was a striker of the first team. Well, he was one of the better players, to be honest. Yeah, that yeah, that's different culture. Mm-hmm. Made the club a lot of money, so he did. Yeah, good player, good player, nice man as well. Yeah, well, we don't know because we haven't been fortunate enough to speak yeah. with him. So you could put yeah, a word in for us, Freddie. Uh, nice <laughs> Before character. we go on, before we go on to the the last question, just about teammates. 
Can you remember where you were or who you were playing against 32 years ago today? Hey. <laughs> yeah, well, if I knew that this question... If I knew this question was coming up, then I would look at that. You were researcher. You were playing. One at, second. Okay. One second. Vitesse. No. No. It's a buggy. It's a buggy. 1989. It's a buggy. 1989. Go on then, Paul. Team one. Celtic. Celtic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, the best. that's, in my opinion, the best club in, in Scotland. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. What a team. Yeah. Well, we did and the strippers well, we beat them oh that's good that's good <laughs> that's good that's superb actually that's the main thing that's the main thing yeah um, yeah final one we'll just run through some of your teammates that we've maybe no mentioned yeah. as such and like say anything if you've got what you think about them how good a player they were a teammate or if anything silly happened anything you like you could share about them and uh, some of them have been on so we'll, we'll let you know any of them but um, although you weren't there that day you were travelling but the man that finally got his hands on the cup for us in 94 Morris Malpass. Morris Malpass. Well, he was a, a good left back and he's a legend for United, obviously. He played always on the left. Uh, uh, he was the captain of the team. Eh? He was yeah. the captain and uh, and he was the the face of United, let's say. Eh? He was an international player. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sometimes he went away during the weeks and, uh, yeah, nice man. Yeah. Um, one player that's recently been on with us, John Clark. Nice man. I liked him as a person. Uh, uh, good did you, ever see him, did you ever see him standing on the scales? Yeah, and then always with his toe on the knee because, the, <laughs> yeah. because then it was Yeah, I know that. And I can tell you, he was uh, sometimes in the old grey, there was a, a sauna. And then before he went to the sauna because he was sweating and then on the scale. <laughs> and then it was about... <laughs> Two kilos, I'd say, and then uh, back on. <laughs> but he was a good person, good in the air, strong. Uh, I like him as a person. Yeah. How is he going? Oh, yeah. He told me, is he still with his wife, etc. Eh, we never asked that. No, we never we, asked. We, we know. Never, we, we never asked. We found out where his medals were. He's United yeah. have got his medals. We knew that much. <laughs> But a great guy. Um, another player that's been on with us and one of the transatlantic ones over in America, Brian Welsh. Yeah, he was, he, he was coming after two years, I think, he get in the team or something like that, I'm not mm-hmm. sure, something like that. Left-footed, good in the air. Uh, he was with uh, Andy McLaren and uh, Alec Clayland, uh, Grant Johnson was mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Raymond McKinnon, I still, last week I was in contact with, with Raymond, actually. Did I he used to look well. after your car? Yeah. <laughs> when you went back you spoke, home, you gave him a shot of your car. With, you spoke with him. No, no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gave him my uh, uh, Fiat Tipo, yeah, uh, in the weekend because I went over and then he said, can I use your car? Yeah, no problem. And it was a, it was a cigarette uh, 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 hole in the in the chair. Oh. So did you smoke? No, I never spoke. Oh, somebody but did. It Mm. Yeah, but he was okay. He was okay. <laughs> um, the next player I need to mention, um, you know, we, we've never had anyone. And, he, so, and McKenna was a good player as well, actually. Yes. Oh, a oh, great, great player. Two feet, two foot, mm-hmm. two feet, and 
Yeah, he was a good player. He was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the next player I need to mention um, was apparently worth £20 million. And Ooh. Jaron Nixon. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's what McLean said. That's what Golak he, said. Yeah, oh, Golak. Oh, yeah, Golak, yeah. Uh, he, he, he was okay. He was a winger. Uh, very polite guy, yeah. I remember. Uh, very fast. fast. Yeah. Fast, yeah, he was fast. Yeah. Is, well, that 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 half year, I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't interested actually. Yeah, in, in, yeah. In, you weren't interested if you ran past Jed training. It was, it was fine. Um, <laughs> the the <laughs> next player, the next player you've mentioned, Dave Bowman. Yeah, I'm a nice man. He's real, uh, a real club player. Uh, his dad was after the match as well, always in, in a small uh, room uh, near the boxes, together with Macinelli. Is that? Uh, yeah, Dave was, was strong in midfield, tackling and fighting for balls, and uh, never gave up. I saw him two years ago at the preseason against Dundee. I, I think it was, or, or no, no, a cup match against Dundee two, okay. three years ago. Yeah. So we, we, we visited that match. Uh, he was sitting beside me, and uh, he's still the same. Huh? He's still the same. Yeah, yeah most yeah. people say that. He is still the same. Um, a player that really, st- I mean, he was starting to come through when you were there, Billy McKinley. Good player. Similar as McKinnon. Both mm-hmm. are the same kind of players. Uh, yeah, they were similar players, actually. Yeah, if I, if I was thinking, yeah. Very turn, technical. Yeah, could turn away, could pass, wanted the ball. Uh he had a good career. Hey? He went to, to England. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, done very uh, well. And, and he became a uh, uh, coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he was a good, good player. Yeah, good player. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah. what, what, the next one's a, a player that's been on with us uh, a little while ago was uh, Paddy Connolly. Yeah, he. he, he uh, I think his debut was against Celtic. No. Yeah, it sounds uh, yeah, a bit right. That. Yeah, I think yeah. it might have been. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and he was. Uh, he was Celtic crazy about Celtic and he scored a winner or something like that at 10 days he, he beat them I don't remember exactly but he scored was two famous. He, he scored two in a game that would be yeah he scored, yeah, yeah see, yes he scored goals and he was famous in, in that week uh, he was small but he was a clever player but he's well he was in and out of the team eh, always very yeah, we go, yeah. Then Christian Daly came and mm-hmm. uh, he had a lot of lot of uh, other players in the same position. But yeah, lots, nice lots one. of lots of competition. Yeah, at that time he was a friend. He was the friend, I think, from a cl- from Alec Clayton, the best friends with the Cameron always those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm a boy Connelly, that yes. the boy that has been uh, mentioned, but we love mentioning because everyone's got a story about him. Andy McLaren, good player. <laughs> He, could, he was a really good winger. Uh, could could uh, get past you left and right. Uh, good good crosser. Uh, good. Yeah, he had every all attributes to become a good player. He, what he what was he like goal. off the park? But I was, as I said, I was really professional during those days. I was the family was there. I played. I I did my training. Uh, I go douching or douche. Uh, and then afterwards, sometimes to the sauna, or we went to the, and I went to home, picking up the the girl from from Barn Hill, 
mm. eat Dutch food because Dutch food coming over all the cheese, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, eating girl, uh, little girl to the school again in the mm. in the afternoon, picking it up, watching Dutch television because there was satellite uh, coming yeah. up. So we had a satellite, so we had Dutch tel- television, and that was us. We had a, we we bought a dock in uh, in uh, near Abrof, uh, Coca Spaniel, mm-hmm. uh, to get, and we had a nice neighbor both sides and and across as well. So that that was my life there. Eh? You yeah. know what I mean? So no 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 overly socializing with it with some of the teammates there. Eh? No, not that no, not well, no okay, no. at the club and this and that, but I was, no, doing my job and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. And um, yeah. we, we couldn't mention any teammates without mentioning them on. You, you, you've mentioned them already, Dave Neri. Yeah, I'm really glad to hear you. Uh, real gentleman, very, uh, very down to earth, uh, Good reader of the game. I didn't play that many matches with him, to be honest. But he was—he was, he, he, uh, good reader of the game. Uh, far better than me, no comparison. But similar kind of play. You know what I mean? Eh? He was mm-hmm. far better once again. But he, I could read a little bit as well. Uh, he didn't look fast, but he was—he he was really not not slow. Let's say. Uh, good height, so he was okay in the air. Uh, yeah, nice man. Uh, not not big headed, not big shout, not big mouth. Always, always uh, neutral. You know what I mean? Yeah. Always, always the same. Uh, after on the Friday before the match, always Cree. He and myself went for the pasta. Uh, at the garage, it was it was a, a supporter, an Italian man. I don't remember his name. Always three of us went there. We eat the pasta, mm-hmm. good pasta actually, and then uh, and then home. And then looking to the match who's coming. And what for me watching Dutch football or going went to Cree because Cree was nearby. And uh, yeah, that was it. But a good good player. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, an absolute wonderful man as well and he doesn't yeah. do many interviews he yeah. doesn't speak to many people because we keep telling people no, if we had him we would get him if we could but we can't but just mm-hmm. what a no, what man. a great man and what well, you mentioned that, now, eh? that yeah golf, eh? yeah i think they all do um you, you actually mentioned yeah. did you see was paul hegarty taking the reserve team when you were in the reserves yeah. was that what you said yeah, yeah. We, we've had him Two on months. what a gentleman he is oh unbelievable Unbelievable! Yeah. The first match against Sociedad, he, he had his teeth in, and he picked me up with Dave Bowman together. They coming from uh, Money Feet, mm-hmm. picking me up in the hotel. So I think Jim McLean arranged that, brought me to Tender Days, and we're sitting in the dressing room. And then he shot, "Let's come on!" I don't know, let's go. And I look at it, he had no teeth in, and then we go. What's this? Good in the air. He wasn't big. Uh, his height was not not special, but unbelievable in the air. Same as Gilles, could hang and bump. Yeah. Which, yeah, really, really a nice uh, uh, wife he had as well. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. There was a. He was. Uh, he had four boys, so I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember my wife said because on, on the on the Sunday they went to football in the, in one car with four boys it was a dream come true. 
En uh, ja, dat is een man. Ja, dat is allemaal great person, great person. Yeah. 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 Paul even got a, got a new carpet laid for him coming around to his flat for that interview. But anyway, um, before we let you go, Freddie, yeah. how do you sum up your time at Dundee United? Looking back, but that's always, again, an insight. I shouldn't have played that fifth year uh, 100% focused, but I, as I said, you know, I was fed up. Uh, we loved it really there. I didn't pick up, as I said, I didn't pick up even the golf there. And now I'm playing golf twice a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, uh, when we visit Scotland, I, next week I go to England to a player and we go by train, then driving to Nottingham and then we play golf there on a Monday because I love playing golf, but I didn't do it up there. And you can play there everywhere, golf. So that was crazy. <laughs> and I, li- I really liked it. I, li- I liked Bloody Ferry. I like well the city was not that special at de- those days yes. I went up I was there for two years ago or one year ago two years ago I think but completely there it's been uh, upgraded everything and uh, etc the hotel is away at the at the bridge um, I should have paid for the for the for the for the bridge when I lived in St Andrews actually to pay up and down to going up and down and now you can travel all the way <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked it. I, we really, we really liked it. And everybody, anyone asking about Scotland, because not only uh, Scotland is more than Dundee, obviously. But yes. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant country. Yeah. Edinburgh are brilliant cities. Eh? Glasgow, yeah, we prefer Edinburgh, but Glasgow is nice as well. Uh, but if you're traveling up the north, it's, it's unbelievable. We went to with Gilhaus to uh, because Gilhaus was every Sunday with us. We went always to Aberdeen to us because he was alone. So we were staying always on the on the Sunday with us, slept with us, and then on the Monday back to Aberdeen. We had uh, 31st of December, we had uh, a party at Selda's house, driving back at night and playing then the 1st of January at Pitodri, which was great. <laughs> uh, so we had our times as well as a, with the Dutch people, let's say, and, uh, and the club was well, playing football, fighting for places because, well, you will hear that as well from the other boys. It was a normal normal wage and, and young boys were very bad wage actually and yeah. good bonuses uh, and, and that was it so you, you you have to be playing but we really liked it and as I said my whole family loves it up there and now looking back should have stayed maybe for longer but that's always like that so thank you very much to Freddie van der Hoorn for further confirming the belief that Alan Main was fouled in the final that day uh, it was it was lovely speaking to him. He is doing very well for himself. He's a football agent these days. He he is tashless these days. He doesn't rock that big tash. He also doesn't rock that beautiful flowing mane of hair that he once did. Uh, and if I'm being honest, he looks a wee bit like Jimmy Fife, the United <laughs> director. But uh, he was kind enough to give us some time. And uh, also a, a thanks to Jim Spence for putting us in touch we Freddie van der Hoorn in the first instance uh, and he, he was great couldn't have been any nicer to us the first thing he said when uh, when I texted him was nay bother and then I kind of that translates for Dutch as like no problem or if he's just he's never lost that Dundonian twang about him mm-hmm. uh, but he, he was he was a lovely guest uh, a lovely guy and uh, our thanks go to him but what what we've now found in uh, speaking to two people uh, for the 91 cup final that were sent off. They're no sure why else got sent off. Yeah. 
the red mist clearly descended <laughs> on all of them. Clearly did. But uh, thank you very much. <laughs> Freddie Vanderhorn for giving up a bit of time to speak to a, a couple of weeks ago. And this is the difference. Like, you know, Noel Hunt a couple of weeks ago to, to Freddie Vanderhorn, completely different characters playing at completely different times. Uh, and everything that goes with it. But this is why we love doing this and getting a bit of time to speak to these people is uh, is brilliant. So, um, yeah, Freddie, absolutely brilliant. Uh, another one for would very much be a, a cult hero, you know, for, for everything that went. But like him, like a lot of us knew, we should have won that game. Right, on this day, association with the Yarab Archive preserving the history of Dundee at Football Club since 2006. 29th of November is our focus today. It's one game, one birthday uh, this week. Scottish Cup fourth round match, 2013. Uh, Tanadice, Jackie McNamara chose the same starting 11 for the third match in a row after they had four, pa- uh, four goals in both of the last two games. And United were wearing the red and white cup strip. Remember that? That was yeah, a, an interesting get up that one. A collar sponsor, I've wasn't it? it. It's, in, it's in my loft, Rondo. Mm, with other things that we don't speak about. Uh, Andy Robertson's goal put us 1-0 up at half-time before a quick-fire double for Kelly found ourselves 2-1 down five minutes into the second half. United then played on uh, when a Kelly player was down injured and 10 seconds later, Stuart Armstrong had us on level terms. Andy Robertson got his second as we went 3-2 ahead before Brian Graham scored a goal in a United shirt with six minutes left to make it four. Karim Kai Stephen hammered the ball home uh, past Samson from distance to make it United 5 Kelly 2 Broad game that I was, I was at a hospital that night In the, the top of the, the George Fox The Oof. other thing that I remember for that night Which is a little bit unfortunate Big but unfortunate And it's completely non-football related Is that that was the night of the Clutha Helicopter oh. disaster Because uh, I went home after the game half pissed And quite happy after seeing my team stroll Through it the next round And then that was on the news So that was uh, that's the memory that stays in my head But for the United strip, yeah I, I quite liked that strip I thought it was really nice Interesting, to say the least, I would say. It's an interesting one. Uh, But a good one, 5-2 for sure. Right, birthday. Now, sometimes these are a bit controversial and sometimes they're pretty shite, right? Let's not beat around the bush. You could be the judge. Signed by Paul Sturrock in 1999 and a swap deal with Dunfermline that saw Jamie Dolan heading in the opposite direction. He made his debut in a 1-0 win over Rangers at Ibrox. Played regularly until the end of the season, featured frequently in the next campaign, but left in September 2000 after just 25 appearances to join Cardiff City for around £100,000. The reason I mention is the fact we got 100 grand. That's what I'm mentioning. Scott McCulloch is 46 today. Now, it was a season to go there then. I don't yeah. remember much about Scott McCulloch. I don't know. I don't remember much about him. I remember him. Uh, but yeah, I can't remember much about him to be honest. I'm surprised that he's only what is he ten years older than me. I'm, I'm surprised at that. Uh, ages were you on ten years younger than you? Yeah, no, I do. I do remember him, but he, he's no one that sticks in uh, in my mind for this brilliant moment or that mm. game or this goal. Uh, like, no, I, I can't. There's nothing. I'm sure others will have a memorable memory about him. And maybe we were wrong. Maybe if we were actually dig deep on him, we would see that he was man of the match in in twenty five games. <laughs> I have my doubts about that, but uh, nah, he, he doesn't. Uh, he's he's no one that's in the memory banks. That's for sure. No, no, at all. But I, I just like to uh, if there's always an option to add on a birthday or a signing or something, I like to add in. But 
Sometimes you're scraping the barrel. It's what I'm basically saying here. Like I, I think we're close to the bottom today. I think we're close to the bottom. Well, you say that. Let me just let me just say the last bit, and then you'll see how <laughs> scraping the barrel we are. So, if you're waltzing along to Motherwell on Tuesday, make sure you're not born of frustration and sit down, as Paul will be hoping to get laid by a kinky afro, because she's a star but looks just like Fred Astaire. Let's hope it's a happy Monday and Tuesday for us all. Have a great week, stay safe, and don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole.